Hello, my friends. This is Ariana Pinna here, and this is my show, The REP Podcast. I mentor people from all over the world, guiding them energetically and emotionally to create lives that they're in love with. Join me as we explore the many aspects of holographic living, animism, and what it means to truly live in joy. My intention with this space is to help you avoid any common misconceptions that you may have when it comes to using energy medicine as a tool for health and wellness. By the time we're done with each episode, you will feel more confident as a student as you hear from practitioners who use aspects of these theories and practices in their everyday lives and with their clients so that you too can craft your own set of tools and techniques that work for you. I'm so happy that you're here with me today. Thank you for being here. Let's get into this episode. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of the REP podcast. Today's guest is so close to my heart, teacher, mentor, friend, Tiffany Carroll. I have been so incredibly blessed to be a part of Tiffany's programs. I have done Aroma Point Mastery with her as well as been a part of her collective And this conversation was just so awe-inspiring and expansive. We touched on everything from aroma point therapy to transformation to legacy, change, money, power. It all flowed together seamlessly. I cannot wait for you to experience Tiffany in this way. And let's get straight into it. So firstly, I just wanted to thank you so much for uh, coming onto this podcast. It is an absolute honor for me to have you. You have been such an incredible teacher for me. And, you know, I've done so many of your programs through um, your online school. And you probably don't know this, but there's like the school of Tiffany and the church of Tiffany that exists within my house. (laughs) And I've just learned so much from you. So thank you very much for saying that you would uh, spend some time with us here on the podcast. With that being said, I was wondering if you would uh, let us know who you are, what you do, what interests you do, anything that you want listeners to know about who you are and, and the work that you do. It's so funny because when you started asking me that question, I was, I had this thought of what, who are we and what are we doing? There's this sense of probably most of your listeners are having some kind of, whoa, like this experience of what, what's happening? Where are we going? And at the same time, there was also this deep uh, knowing for so many of us like, oh, I was born for these times. I'm becoming more of me, even if there's no there's no sort of schools that were created to say this is this is who you are now let's find out about even more of who you are and help you be that right so i would say in terms of introducing myself and and who i am and and the works that i do i've been thinking a lot about that lately because i'm also in some ways with the works that i offer pivoting or pivoting is not even the right word there's 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 a refining that's happening And there's some other themes and elements that are coming in that I previously didn't speak to directly. And, um, and so as I've been contemplating, like, what, what is it? What is it that I do? Like, what's at the core of everything that I bring forth? And at the core of everything that I bring forth is how do we directly access our power? How do we directly access our power? And in doing that, how do we become more of who we are? How do we continue to keep birthing the next version of ourself and the next version of ourself with greater ease and greater clarity and all of the other good things that we can imagine? And so essential oils are a big part of that. I know that's what we're gonna talk about in this time together. Um, Work with the big topics that have a lot to do with power like money and sex and relationships. These are all part of it. And the final thing that I'd say in introduction is that my, um, to satisfy the, the kind of logical part of our minds, 
my background is in science in pre-med that pre-med sciences naturopathic medicine chinese medicine and and basically the transformational healing arts and so much time and focus spent on essential oils and how essential oils can act as allies for us on transformative path how is it that they do that in such a special and brilliant and unique way so i have lots of programs and offerings as you know and uh that's i think will suffice yeah i love what you said about power because it's something that is so incredibly present in the work that I do as well. It's really about power. It's about empowerment, feeling this connection to power and having the ability to access our own power direct from source, the earth, all of the allies that we have conspiring with us to live this incredible life. And uh, I'm, I'm really, really, really fascinated with how there are so many of us as light workers, um, really attracted to this word power, which I mean, a decade ago, for me, power was a dirty word. It was associated with uh, money hungry, the patriarchy, and you know, all of these words that aren't necessarily in themselves being evil or negative, but that they were associated with this, you know, darker force. And now we're slowly starting to come to this point where it's, it's something that we're working with and towards. And, and I really love that you mentioned that now as well. Mm, Cool. What do you think shifted for you in relationship to that word or yeah? Yeah. I think for me, I've been very immersed in the words behind the words. And this is something that you have really taught me. There's never the, there's never just the word. There is not only the word behind the word, but there's a transmission and an energy that comes as part of a delivery. And if words are worlds in themselves, then we see the word and the world through tainted glasses, through the narrative that we've been conditioned to see them as and Mm -hmm. everything that we see in our life is is a conditioning and so the the moment I started to see or to lift the veil for myself and my own life and and the way that I live I started to become really connected to words and and what they actually mean and where they can come from and what they can do for us and and how they live as Mm -hmm. energetic vibrations within our existence you know this is something that you mentioned in one of your programs in Aroma Point Mastery, I remember listening to this and having to rewind it a couple of times is that there, and I'm paraphrasing here, and I hope that I don't get this wrong, but there's a transmission that comes from the audios. And Mm -hmm. it's very different listening to the audios and going about your, your day and you washing the dishes and walking the dog or, and sitting down and experiencing the audio allowing the audio to wash Mm. all over you and have your words permeate my cells. And I'm really Mm. interested to know from uh, your perspective, you know, how, how has that become a thing for you? Have you always been so particular with the energetic transmission behind your words How have you gotten to the point where you've been able to allow that transmission to literally change the cells of the one who's listening? Mm. Has that just been a a very natural thing for you that you don't really consider? I love that question. It's really luscious. Um, I'm going to answer the historical part and then the present part the historical part in regards to when you said have you have you always I I forget how you said it but like have you always wanted to express in this way I think uh I perhaps this this discerning piece is that I've noticed I've been pretty acutely aware of when something feels off and it doesn't feel, uh, I'm not, because I, I, I've been amazed at how you can have experiences with people, places, or things where in that experience itself, you feel lined up 
things feel connected. Because when, when things connect, when things really connect, all of a sudden you're not just having a three-dimensional experience, you're having a multi-dimensional experience. So I've been very fascinated with, about that since I was young, and I, and I think that connects back to, uh, I was born on an informal hippie commune, and then my parents converted to fundamentalist Christians when I was like five. And we, would, I, we were going to this church, they did like intense, I'm not making fun of this part. It was a part of my experience that I really love. But I'm painting the picture. It's like, you know, it was um, it was an evangelical fundamentalist church. Like, you know, when we're doing praise and worship, it was extreme. And and I, but I remember, like, on the one hand, being like, "What are these people doing?" And on the other hand, I remember feeling this transmission of something beyond my physical form and shape and this time-bound experience that was very real and very tangible. So I was like, what is that? What is that? What is that phenomena that ha happens when we're, we're in this time and space, but we're accessing so much more that, that, that is able to flow in and through and out and that has its own kind of network capabilities and its own intelligence that I'm not governing or regulating with my mind. What is that? Then to bring it present is now what I see is that as, as creators, as we wake up to ourselves as creators in this life, part of being a creator is recognizing that we're always creating, right? We're always, we are always all creating this together in every moment. And so then as we wake up to our capacity for mastery and creation, then we, we want to get more discerning in like what feels more spacious, what feels like it's aligning up more, whatever that means, however one experiences that, what feels like it's just, you know, when you feel something when it's so spot on, like when somebody says something and it's so spot on, and even if you don't like it, and even if you have all these emotional things that come up in response to it, you can just feel that it's like, boom, just either that it slices through or it lands, you know, just, oh, uh, there's so much more to that than the words themselves. That's all, that's part of the mastery of us being creators in this life and when we transmit in that way we're able to transmit in that way because of the sum total of all of our life experience everything the good the bad the ugly <laughs> the challenging the easeful all those places and spaces where we've claimed the essence out of our experience and we've made it our own that strengthens our ability to transmit versus just um talk and the more we transmit to just to name why this is important is because we are moving into an exponential age. Some people talk about it as quantum part part of that is that. I think as long as we're in this human experience in this 3D experience there's still going to be things that happen in time right linearly in time. But there's we, we have an increasing ability right now to access quantum portals. Or, or exponential upgrades, if you will. And to access those portals and those exponential upgrades, there has to be a, a kind of lining up that's beyond from, it comes from beyond the mind and transmission is what allows that to happen it, in mm. my experience. Mm. And there's two parts to this. There's the transmission. So there's the transmitter and then there's the receiver. And mm -hmm as you're speaking, I'm wondering as to how we, and I use the word up level quite loosely, because of course, it's never just one way or one dimensional that kind of works forward, up, down, all around, but how much up leveling does the receiver have to do to receive the transmission as a full body experience versus words mm -hmm. just landing in the, in, in a conversation? I don't even know if any up leveling has to happen. Uh, I, I think, you know, a, like within its own sphere, a case could be made for that. But what I would present is that the only thing that has to be there is a willingness. And even if 
a person's not like consciously willing in the way that we think about like graceful willingness, like, oh yes, I'm willing. But I'll just give a quick example to paint this picture. When I was, um, I was, gosh, like 19 and I was working three jobs and I was going to school and I was with this boyfriend that I had been with since I was 14 years old. He was eight years older than me. It was a crazy deal. Anyway, we, we were living in this town in Texas and it was like, the next thing to do was we were supposed to get married and and that was what we were supposed to do so we're waiting for him to propose and then we we're going to get married and he proposed and and then i was like oh shit yes but there was nothing <laughs> if i actually was with tiffany there was not there wasn't really anything in tiffany that was exciting that was like these ideas of what i thought tiffany should be right so and I and I was fairly unco fairly unconscious. I mean, I was nineteen. I had a lot of trauma. Blah blah blah. So I was so I was just going along with the motions. Like our picture came out in the paper, the announcement. Everybody was saying. Maybe I was twenty. Everybody was saying, "Congratulations! You must be so excited. You're getting married." And I just had the pat answer. I was like a robot. I'd say, "Oh yeah, blah blah blah." I'm not even sure what I would say because I would like disembody when I would say it. And then I went into this cafe where I made soups in the early morning before I would go to college. And there was a woman there. She was, I just will never forget her. She was older, wiser. She was from South Africa, which was kind of rare in this Texas town. And she said to me what everybody said to me, Tiffany, I, aren't you so, you must be so excited you're getting married, something like that. And I said, whatever my pat answer was. And she was silent for just like a pregnant pause. And then she said, you know, you don't get married for anyone else except for yourself. And that went just like, it just like sliced through every layer. And there was a transmission in her words because she was embodying a wisdom when she said what she said. It wasn't just words of advice. And, and you could say I was willing, but I didn't know that I was willing, but I was willing because discombobulation in my being that the willingness was just part of me that was cracked open slightly. So there was no up leveling. I was just mm. cracked open slightly in my own discombobulation. And this woman who embodied her wisdom in that mm. moment catalyzed a major shift for me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really about the cracks that we experience at a particular time in our lives that allow any light to shine through so that it creates some sort of change. It sets in motion a change. I, I think that's true. And I guess what I'm feeling is, what if it was completely outside of the sphere of cause and effect? Like how you just described it is true and you can feel the weight of what you just said. It feels a little clunky. Yeah. I know because I know your, your level of sensitivity. It's just a little clunky and it feels clunky because it's old. It's slightly old, what we could call old paradigm. Right. Um, it's not really old, but you know what I mean? You're, you're talking in a very progressed, evolved way. But if we, if we want to say old, new, whatever the paradigm is that we're awakening to or we're creating together yeah. is that while we experience things in linear mode of cause and effect, another way to think about it is all of your life experience led you to this moment right now. All of my life experience led me to this moment right now. The, to the degree that we show up in transparency. And even when we show up not in transparency, what we need is always there for us. And so in all of the like swirling of what's happening, sometimes there's these little windows that open or right. little portals that open. And I don't know why or how they, I mean, I think we could probably explain them in lots of different ways. There's probably astrological ways. There's probably, you know, have you, have you suffered enough that you broke, have broken down so that you have an opening? I think all those are valid. And then I also think that there's some part of it that the mind can't quite grasp that's like what we might call divine timing, mm. quantum isness. Mm, 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 mm. Yes. And there, 
there's this tender part that I feel you um, almost like wanting to illuminate for your listeners, which is really loving, which is like, how, how do we do more of that? Please. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> how do we do more of that? Like, yeah. How do we do more of it? And how do we do more of it with ease and grace? And yeah. yes. And this part of the mind that wants to figure out how to do it is actually not the part that's going to serve us in doing it. Yes. A thousand <laughs> right? times. Yes. Yeah. And as you're speaking, I can feel my body and I say the word cracking because I almost feel that the, there's like a, it, I don't know how else to explain it, but like a wall that's just gently starting to come undone and that's the cracking and I'm wondering how many people are actually starting to feel that and when we talk about the transmission coming through one of the questions that I have had you know countless times is have these transmissions always been coming through and now we're ready to hear them and I speak for myself and own my own data is it is it the fact that now I've I've landed in a place where I'm safe relaxed, rested, ready to receive mm. those transmissions? Is it a collective readiness? Is it, is it a way that, um, you know, like you explained that everything that's led to this here now moment with your everything that's led to your here now moment and me listening mm. to your transmissions at whichever time I listen to them, that mm. all culminates in this cracking mm, I like yeah. that and I was thinking about when you said can I add something to what you just said please yeah uh this thing about everything you just said and 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 and, and your transmissions and my cracking I'm paraphrasing you mm. is that is I want to highlight the non-duality of it like your cracking is my cracking not to diminish the uniqueness of, of our experiences. I'm having whatever experience I'm having, you're having, but the, like the transmissions that might flow through me, we could say they exist because of you asking the questions that you ask, having the presence that you have. So that's happening all around us all the time, whether a person's the transmitter or the receiver of the transmission, it's like, if I took out a quarter, it's two sides of the same coin. Mm. they're happening mm. simultaneously together which I think is like this is why every single day I feel so infinitely blessed like infinitely blessed like, what we get to do this like show up with other human beings like this in the pure delight and this brings me to the this key word that came in in the very first question you asked me about transmission and my own evolution with it is trust mm. I would say that what allows more of it to happen, if you will, is the trust piece. Yeah. Just trusting, like it's going to come, what, whatever's, whatever wants to come out is going to come out. Yeah. The more I give yeah. myself over to it. I'm sure you have your own experience of that as yeah. well. I feel like I actually personally have a very uh, intimate relationship with trust. I almost feel like that's one of the key components of my explorations, it's constant uh, mm -hmm. learning how to dance with trust. So it's really mm -hmm. interesting that you bring that up because I also think that there's a deep connection between power and trust. Um, and I, I haven't found the words to articulate it just yet, but I do know that there's a, they're interrelated and intertwined in a way that, yeah, supersedes my words mm -hmm. for it. So if you've got anything to add to their connection, I'd love to hear. It's funny because the first thing that came to my mind when you said it is pelvis. <laughs> yes. Like, and I think part of it is actually because my my own, you know, I feel like as we're being whatever upgraded, if you want to think about it like that, I kind of like that analogy. Our physical bodies are also going through a lot as we are chain, you know, metamorphosizing. And my, I've been really feeling it in my, you know, I had this like low back stuff and my pelvis is achy. And I think, what is going on? And I went to get an x-ray because I was like, I got to rule some things out here for peace of mind. And, you know, he said, whatever, he told me I have arthritis in my hips and I could feel my mind wanting to go down this road of like, 
that's what it is. It's my arthritis in my hips and that's why I have pain. And, but I, and that, and you know, there's truth to that. That is a truth within a certain realm of, of truth <laughs> of shared experience. It's not to, to make, it's not, this isn't about doing an all or nothing thing and, or a either or thing. And I feel like whatever's happening in my pelvis is in response to opening up to flowing more power, which requires greater trust in this whole process, because I can only flow and source more power to the degree that I'm surrendering myself to myself. Mm -hmm. I'm surrendering myself to myself. You know, it used to be that we would have, like, if you think about the guru principle, which I have, I've been in spiritual community, I've had a guru, the experience where you're, I know this is a turnoff for a lot of people in our kind of work, like, oh, you would submit to a guru that sits off all kinds of alarm bells. But there's something actually quite beautiful to submitting to a guru. Um, I don't actually think it works in the long run, which is why a lot of those communities dissolve. It doesn't actually work for the Western psyche. But I had an experience of it outside of myself. Now I see, oh, I'm doing that inside of myself. We mm. submit to the guru within. We, we, we come into this alignment of all the pieces and parts of ourselves because we can't move forward in power as long as we're making certain parts of ourself or our experience bad or wrong. Right. That disenfranchises our power. So there's this kind of, you know, radical-ish trust that's a beyond the mind trust. It's like the merging of trust and faith mm. that connects to the pelvis. <laughs> right. Isn't this fascinating? Because this has been something that I've always worked with in terms of my, my physical body and my physical health, you know, years ago, I had uh, concerns with my pelvis and, and my hip joints in particular. And so mm. uh, really fascinating that you bring that up yet again, because this is something that I've worked with for, for many years. In fact, I had a, a doctor tell me that I wouldn't be able to walk again or practice yoga or any of those things without, without having hip replacements. And I decided not to do that. I think I was 30 or 33 at the time and I chose not to do that. And I, this is what led me into energy medicine. This is what led me deeper into myself because it was the first time in my life that I had to stop moving uh, and being an ex dancer and a yoga teacher prior to that, I felt like my identity was wrapped up in movement. And so for me to stop moving, it was the existential crisis. The question was like, who am I without my body? Uh, and so that led me onto this, this road of, of learning a little bit more about the inner self, the, the soul, the, the spirit that exists within these physical vehicles that we get to live in throughout the throughout our lives and so power trust faith these are just such perhaps loaded words for some but they are so powerful they're like holy words and not only holy from you know h-o-l-y but holy w-h-o-l-l-y like the whole of us mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. our experience mm -hmm. i just love that you brought that up so much so mm. right thank on. you Mm. So, uh, you know, we've already been speaking for quite some time. And one of the things that I wanted to ask you for the people that I uh, work with as my clients and also for the listeners, a very simplistic question that came through was, you know, what is aroma point therapy? <laughs> mm -hmm. How does it work? Why? Why? How? Tell me a little bit about it. Okay. Mm. Aroma point therapy being the placing of properly diluted essential oils on acupoints or, or body zones on the body. So to define that first. And so that's what it is, yeah. you know, in a like plain language description in the metaphysical description, I would say it's the placing of a, uh, a potent vibrational ally on a vortex mm. of the body, which are your acupuncture points. And it allows for a tuning and a tuning, a tuning and a tuning of our bodies to the universe, to our surroundings, 
to our natural capacities, both within, uh, within and without. So mm-hmm. our natural capacities between one another and our natural capacities within ourselves. So it's a form of energy medicine. Mm-hmm. It's about, it's, it's rooted in vibrational resonance. So it's not really about your body absorbing the essential oil. That's not how it's working. Your body does absorb some of the essential oil, but it's, it's really working because you have the vibration of the oil transmitting its vibration into the vortice of a point. And then we could say transmitting it instantly transmits that, that vibrational resonance through a channel. So that's one aspect of it. But then there's also the aspect that you're, you're because the oils are volatile. So you're actually smelling it at the same time. And so you have all of the changes that happen in the limbic system in relationship to the inhalation of the oil. Mm. So it's a pretty potent modality. And actually, I will name too, it's a very potent modality for opening us up to transmission, to receiving in different ways, in nonlinear ways. <laughs> right. Which just landed directly in my heart right now, because obviously, now I look back, obviously, the transmission was most potently received. And the question of transmission came through throughout Aroma Point Mastery, which is the program that you offer that I took last year. So no surprise there that that was where I received those questions, you know, the questions about transmissions and receiving during that time. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. No surprise there. I mean, everything's, uh, you know, 2020 in hindsight vision, isn't it really? Um, So what I'm most interested in is speaking to aroma point therapy when it comes to supporting familial, cultural, societal programming or conditioning and the unraveling of that. And a little bit of context with that is uh, that, you know, one of the the main things that brought me to this work um, besides the hip injury that I sustained was this idea that the body houses our entire history, our traumas, our anything that's happened to us throughout our lives. And not only from our experience, but also from a lineage perspective, from generations before us, how we can carry these traumas or these wounds or these experiences and not really know it from a logical standpoint, but can feel it within our bodies, which then holographically means that we experience it in our lives as well. And the most beautiful thing for me working with the oils in this way has been that even though talk therapy is such an incredible modality and and a way in which we can be heard and to speak that which exists for us, but that this almost transcends that there's no need to speak of, there's no need to dig up, there's no need to speak into things that maybe we don't remember or that are too painful and that this modality can really support us from a very neutral point of view, a very neutral Mm. place. And I was wondering if there was anything that you could speak to. This is magic. It seems Mm -hmm. like it's magic. Mm -hmm. I know what you mean. I love everything you just said. Uh, Two, I can feel two threads to tug on. One is that there, my experience of aroma point therapy, having done it as a clinician, you know, performed it, if you will, on thousands and thousands of people and then guided thousands and thousands of people like yourself, who are also leaders in their own right, who are sharing it with other people. So the feedback loops that come back to me about what people experience are plentiful. I have just like databases of information. I wanted to name that for people because, because there's a lot of value and validity here, even though we might say that it's magical. Yeah. It's not it's not coming from strictly magical thinking that's untethered from some kind of integrated operating principle within ourselves. My scientist wanted to say that. <laughs> so, uh being an individual who experienced a lot of trauma, who had a very tightly held together persona that came into being or personas that came into being in order to help me survive. If I would have just just done talk therapy, I did I have done a lot of things to support myself over the years. I had this way in which my persona 
could because I was I'm really I'm smart, you know, and I'm, I'm not just smart, but I'm scrappy like I'm street smart, you know, I'm a survivor. So like I can maneuver my way around a lot of things like I can avoid going to a lot of places in in very clever ways and i think this is probably true for a lot of people that would be listening to this and so at a certain point we actually need something that is trans rational and at the same time helps us become more embodied and that's what i see with aroma point therapy is that it's trans rational which means it's above rationality but it's not leaving rationality behind mm. it allows rationality to be there but it's its reference point is not squarely rooted in rationality. It's above rationality, if we had to put it in a level. So trans, trans rational, it invokes and evokes trans rational embodied experience. So it calls us into our body while it also sort of dislocates us from the persona mind that's been constructed to help us avoid certain areas within our experience mm. and as far as transgenerational trauma healing you know i used to how because i've been working with that for many many years is i i used to really think about it as like oh we have to go back in time we have to unpack these things we need to understand these things and we have to supply the healing and that is again valid within its own sort of sphere of understanding and i will also say that everything is now anything that needs to be tended to from our past ancestral wounding is present now. Mm -hmm. And so then the question just becomes, how do we access it now? Mm -hmm. Well, part of the part of the way that it wants to be accessed now is that we can't access it through insisting that there's a problem. If I keep insisting that I'm broken and I can't move forward in the way that I want to because of this historical ancestral lineage that I have, then I actually prevent myself from receiving the very medicine that's available to me right now. It's not mm -hmm. anywhere else, but right now. Mm -hmm. So we do an aroma point treatment. I do an aroma point treatment on myself or my husband does it on me. And all of a sudden I'm opened up to receive in ways that I couldn't force myself to be opened up to receive from my mind. Mm -hmm. I certainly mm -hmm. couldn't force myself to be opened up to receive from a place of insisting that I have a problem. If I could just figure out what that problem is, then I'd be okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. I've been so much more inclined of late to not look behind me. And, you know, whilst there is merit in all of that, and there's a lot to be said about understanding where you come from and why you feel the way you feel, but there's also so much to be said about making a decision in the here now moment and moving towards that which you want. And one of the things that you said in one of the podcasts that you did, I think it was with Casey for Nida Sign, there was something that stuck mm. with me that was just so beautiful. It was that let's stop looking at the situation from a problem and solution standpoint. And I'm paraphrasing here, of course, but mm -hmm. let's focus on the easeful part of the situation, like move towards ease. Mm. And I just thought that was so beautiful because we can get really stuck in trying to figure out, you know, what is the problem and then what is the solution in, in a way that sometimes doesn't even present any sort of outcome. We get stuck in the trying to solve as opposed to just removing ourselves from that completely and moving towards ease. And one of the examples that you gave um, as part of that podcast episode was beauty. One of the things that really, you know, brings you into ease is beauty. And I've been exploring this so much especially now that we've just moved into this beautiful home in, in, in the countryside. And I was speaking to friends and family of late saying the beauty that's around me, it feels so overwhelmingly easeful. You know, there's just this relaxation in my nervous system. And I don't even remember where I was going with that, but, but this whole idea of, of focusing on ease. Mm -hmm is such a trip simply because it's not something that I was ever taught as, as a child growing up or as, you know, a young adult, you know, you have a problem, you fix it, find a solution, get to work kind of thing. And there's almost this thing that's like, how dare you? Right. How dare you? act like something's supposed to be easy or 
point yourself towards ease. Who do you think you are? I mean, these are very real structures in the psyche that are that when we bump up against them, it can feel awful, like we've done something horribly wrong. I, I just came up with this title for a, a webinar that I'm gonna do that's about untethering from guilt on your pathway to greater pleasure. Mm. Because inevitably when we embrace more easefulness, it brings up guilt. And I wanna name something because this isn't just about so the thing about the problem solution paradigm is that it's an either or that as long yeah. as we're in that we're pinging back and forth yes. between two options that don't allow us to access our multidimensionality and our brilliance. That's mm. the only that's the main reason why. I, and, you know, to quote, was it the Einstein quote, like we can't solve the problems that we have from the same consciousness that created them. There's also that like we actually have to pop into a different consciousness. So this isn't about going, OK no longer are we going to try to solve the problems we're just going to claim ease and then we make that so then it becomes a oh no good bad right wrong i haven't done it right so it's more just like it's like being led by it's being led by something different where we kind of go how much I, I don't even know i mean i'm playing with this right now in my own life too like if, if i'm feeling uncomfortable and i'm all bound up because something's not working I'm going to just give a real life example because this always is helpful. It's like we're in Sri Lanka. We have a home in Sri Lanka. It's a beautiful villa where we have retreats and it needs constant work. And we were when COVID happened, we got closed out of Sri Lanka. And so this was our first time back two months ago since COVID started. And there's a lot of stuff that needs to be done on the house. So we're in the house, all this stuff's being done. And I'm just I'm enormously uncomfortable. The whole thing, like the house smells like mold really bad. It's a house in the tropics. The roof is leaking the there's all this stuff that needs and works going on and i i i can might sound like a miss pris but like i was like i just don't want to be in this so where my mind went was we need to sell this place we just need to sell this place i actually had a meltdown to like a three-year-old i was like i don't want to be here right now i don't like it we just need to get rid of it then i was speaking with um a fellow colleague and she she kind of asked a question that led me into greater ease she's like well how could you change what is it that you want <laughs> and then how can you create that right now it's like oh talk about powering up so we're bringing it full circle to the power oh okay first of all what is it that i want that's a very concrete way to connect to my power i don't want to be in construction zone i don't want to smell mold and I, what I really want is for this all to be taken care of while I'm not here. Okay, how could I create this now? Ooh, I could go stay in a hotel. I'm gonna go stay in an awesome, sweet, beautiful hotel right. for 10 days while this is happening. And I can do that. That was choosing ease. Yeah. And yeah. the power, I had to claim power in the choosing of ease because that was real holistic choosing of ease, not just, eh, I don't want that. That's ugly. That's gross. Yeah. What's my ease, which becomes another either or. Yeah. Yeah. Feel it? Which then ties what's the journey for me through guilt on the way to pleasure? <laughs> mm -hmm. who, who am I just to abandon my house? you know, mm -hmm. and go and, and shack up in a really beautiful, luxurious hotel <laughs> whilst, you know, this, this is what's coming up for me and the thought of, of the, who am I, the worthiness and then, and uh, the deservingness, which I actually don't have a problem with in, in my own body and my life. It's just this pattern, this narrative that keeps on coming up for me. And I'm working with that in, in my life as well. So it's really, uh, beautiful that you brought that up so tell me you're going to go and stay in a, in a hotel were they looking after your house then oh I already did I stayed in this uh, beautiful place and and I'm I'm in another hotel now in in Colombo but I stayed in this gorgeous place with my own little private pool <laughs> and I and the the all the people that worked there were just divine and I'm like they said I'm a gold member now I can come back anytime <laughs> I want like I just luxed it up really and <laughs> and more so than there was big parts of me that were like could you you know do you want to be spending this money on this right now? I spent a lot of money. It was worth every penny. And did, yeah. I contributed. Right. There's this thing that somehow I, if I do that, I'm just being a consumer. No, I was actually contributing because at this point in my development, the more easefulness that I can 
allow, not because I'm against being uncomfortable, but because I'm choosing more easefulness, that the more that I can allow of that, the more I'm able to show up for this, right. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for this work, for myself, for mm -hmm. this metamorphosis that I'm in the midst of as well, just like you, just like mm -hmm. probably a lot of people that are listening. And we need some spaciousness for that. Yeah. And by the way, just about the money piece to name, like every time I spend more money on things that seem luxurious, I make more money. Yeah. I, we, more, I spend more money, more money flows in. It's always that way. And it just keeps getting up leveled. And it's only win, win, win. It's like exponential win in all directions. There's nothing negative yeah. about it. You spoke about um, deciding to be rich. You know, mm -hmm. deciding to be rich doesn't only occur when it comes to money. It comes to experiences uh, the way that we live our lives it's an embodied approach to living you know we we are already abundant in so many ways and yet for some reason we think that money is separate from our ability to you know create abundance we think that it's separate so uh, i i agree wholeheartedly the more money I spend and it's not actually for me anyway it's not about me there's this thing in my mind that I had to shift in that I made spending money about me being frivolous instead mm -hmm. of seeing the impact that I make have on the people around me, the businesses that I choose to do business with, the way in which I consume and spend, how that works as an ecosystem. And I'm part of that ecology. And so I am part of something that is so much bigger than me just simply being quote unquote frivolous. It's about me contributing to a higher energetic frequency, if you will, just for, for mm -hmm. simplistic reasons, just to you know, you say up leveling, but it's a, it's a completely new way of being and it's playful and it's lush and it's sweet and it's uh, so incredibly expansive. So, and endeavoring to live in this way, if, cause this isn't what we're talking about is not interesting to everyone, right? You know, not everyone is interested in this, but for the people, and that's, a beautiful thing about the human experience we get to choose all different ways of being whatever we like but yeah for those people that this is interesting to them the process of saying yes to more of that inevitably brings up all of our stuff in relationship to money and power and so in the doing of it of the up leveling if we call it that or expanding our capacity to receive and give, we actually get to heal transgenerational patterns of lack. And that is how we change the world. So this is on the one hand, it's like, I'm going to a nice hotel and my husband's staying there to grab the swimming pool. On another level, I'm healing transgenerational <laughs> patterns of lack. How awesome is that? I'm not kidding. This is real. I am like smiling from ear to ear because it's so true. And and I have felt like so much stuff come up uh, in the beginning stages of living my life in this way. Guilt, lack mentality, scarcity mentality, just habitual patterning, really. Like I said, it wasn't my stuff. It was just something that I had learned. It was a learned behavior. Yeah, continuously working with all of these things. I think every time I quote unquote up level, this is the experience. You know, there's a lot of stuff that comes up with it. And then, you know, full circle, aroma point therapy. Boom. <laughs> as, as a beautiful tool to, you You said something about in, uh, that, that it's not even mine. It's like inherited beliefs or whatever. Mm. I forget exactly what I said. It. And it is that, and the, the reality is, is that it's the reality that we've co-created together. Mm. And now we are, and now we have opp opportunity to co-create another reality together. That makes it even more holistic because then it's not like the belief or the thought form that's not yours or that you don't want, or that doesn't make sense. All those things are true, but it's like, oh, this is the reality that we created together over time. And now we are actively, it's part of the potency of this time. We get to very actively with more consciousness, create the reality that we desire. And this is why it's really important for us to connect to our genuine desires. And that's actually harder than it sounds. That's a whole mm -hmm. process in and of itself. 
And aroma point therapy is a beautiful tool and catalyst for helping us to connect with our desires, to help, mm. help us with receiving, to help us with this transrational shifting so that we can mm. transform in ways that are um, not regulated by the mind as the central dictator of the process. <laughs> mm. Mm. Thank you so much. This has been such a rich conversation and oh, really? um, I'm so, so grateful for your time. I know that we went a bit over, but I enjoyed every single minute of it. Thank you. And uh, if you have that link to the webinar that you'll be doing, if it is available for public, for the public, I'd really love to include it as part of the show notes so that anybody who's listening and would like to attend or, or just get to know you through your work, um, I will also yeah. drop your website links in the show notes. This, um, that sounds great. And I'll name two things that I think would be wonderful that are free for your listeners to tune into, which is that the, the one that I just talked about, about the guilt. And then there's another one that will be happening in January of 2022 that's around uh, investing, um, mm. which might seem like, what, what the heck? But it's, it's in part about investing in self, but it's also in part about cryptocurrency and the importance of cryptocurrency in these times as, mm. as part of the catalyst for change. Yeah. And, um, and I'm really, it's really geared for people like us, people in the healing arts, people that consider themselves light workers. And so I think that, that they'll find it interesting. And then lastly, encouraging people to go to my YouTube channel, which yes. is Tiffany underscore Carol. Uh, because there are so many video clips there on all of these things that we're talking about. And starting January 1st, there's going to be a lot more about this realm of money and power and, and cryptocurrency and transformation, which I'm so excited to share with people. Wonderful. What a gorgeous shift. Oh, I cannot wait to be a part of that with you. <laughs> thank you so, thank much. You so much. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for being here, my friends. It's been such a pleasure to share with you in this way. If you liked today's episode and you feel called to rate and review, please do so. And if you believe that the words we share today can support a friend or family member, be sure to share the link with them. It's so nice to be thought of in that way. If you'd like to work with me either in a one-on-one -on -one capacity or join one of my programs, please head on over to ariana.com.au. That's A-R-I-A-N-N-A.com.au. Or you can email me direct ariana at arianapinna.com. Until next time, bye for now.